Okay, uh, gentlemen, right, we got up to um, base armoured base uh, at the bottom, four lines from the bottom. Okay, on my ma. Who am I telling Yeah. Okay, on my ma. Okay, now, it, just to recall, because we, we're going back to something that we learnt last, last week. If you remember, the brighter which was on, on our piece of paper was the third brighter where there were no less than five views okay um, one of the views was that the earliest time for even in Kriya Shema is Ramea was saying is not when the Kainim eat Shema which is at night but when the Kainim go into the mikvah when they title themselves so Rabbi Huda immediately asked a question at the time how can when they when they're Tomei when they the Kainim are Tomei and, and, and they title themselves. So from the time when they title themselves, that's the time when you can say Kriya Shema. That's what, um, that's what Rav Meir said. So, this is much, this is early, this is before Ben Ashmoshes. Yeah, before Ben Ashmoshes. Yeah. Yeah, they can only eat Shema at night, at Sesakachovim. But they have to go before Ben Ashmoshes to, to, to title themselves. So the Gemara, so the Rabbi Yehuda asked the Kasha to Rabbi this was ready from last week we did this, but the Kainim go into the mikvah during the day. And at that time, people are, no lo- are not yet going to sleep. So the word of a Shachbachor would not fit in in any case. And we left that question in abeyance. Right? And then we carried on various other things with the Oni kind of the same Sheer, etc., etc. Now the Gemara comes back to that question, and Rameya gives an answer. So Omama, we learn the Bible. Omale Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda said to Rameya, "How can you say? How can you say that you can read Krishna at the time that Kainim are tivel themselves? But Kainim, they they go to the mikvah while it's still day, and no one goes to sleep." And the Gemara carries on and says, Shabbat Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Yehuda asks a good question to Rabbi Meir. So how does Rabbi Meir answer it? Rabbi Meir, Achika Omele, Rabbi Meir would, say, would answer as follows. Me, Sovratana, Ben Ashmoshes, Do you think I'm referring to your understanding of Ben Ashmoshes? Now, the, the, the understanding of uh, Rabbi Meir, and Rabbi Meir is saying now to, to Rabbi Yehuda, do you think, I'm talking about your Ben Ashmoshes, because remember at the bottom of the paper in the little box there we had the Samachlokas exactly when Ben Ashmoshos is. Rabbi Huda says it's from Shkia, from Sunset. Rabbi Yossi, you'll see, has a different shitter. If you're talking about the Ben Ashmoshos which you, Rabbi Huda, hold, then you have got a problem because since it's at Sunset and the title has got to be done beforehand, it's still day. I'm not Ben Ashmoshos, Rabbi Yossi, come in. I'm referring to Ben Ashmoshos, which Rabbi Yossi says. I'm Rabbi Yossi because Rabbi Yossi says Bein HaShemosh is keher of ayin. Bein HaShemosh is like the blink of an eye. Zeh nechnos v'zeh yotzeh. Night comes in and day goes out. Ve'yev shalam adolov. It happens so quickly, you can't pinpoint the time when, when exactly day comes in, when, when, when night comes in and day goes out. In other words, that literally, Bein HaShemosh is one second. Therefore, so what we're saying, according to Rabbi Yossi, since his understanding of Bein HaShemosh is literally a second before night, Therefore, the Kainim can immerse themselves at that time. Why? Because it's almost night. 
Right? It's almost dark. It's literally a second before night, so it's, it's, it's almost dark. And therefore, the Kainim can immerse themselves, because we understood the Kainim immersing themselves already before Ben Hashemosh is still day. So he says, no, I go according to Rabbi Yossi's understanding of Ben Hashemosh, and Rabbi Yossi's understanding of Ben Hashemosh is that it's literally, it's literally at night, a second before night. So that's already late enough to be considered a time of going to sleep, and therefore Kriya can be read at that time. Okay, now we go over, we turn over to the top of Gimel Amal Aleph, you just came the right time. Um, we've got it like this, Kasha de Rabmeya and de Rabmeya. I don't know if, any, if you've still got your pieces of paper from last week, but to make it simpler, we had in the brighter number two, that means the section C, brighter number two, yeah, Here, pass them out if anyone hasn't got. I think I've got a couple more as well. Do you need one, Kitty? Um, no, I remember. You're all right? Give it to the boys as well. Okay, we've got a cash of Ramea Ramea. There's a cash of Ramea against Ramea. If we look at the piece of paper, if let, let us go to section C, which is brighter two, where Ramea says, the time when the evening Krishna is, Ramea says, when all people start their Friday night meal, and as Rashi says, that is later than a Kayan. A Kayan is Sesakachovim, says after Sesakachovim. And Ramea says in Brysa number three, in the third number, it's Brysa number three and position number three, Ramea says, when Kayan immerse themselves, which is before Benesh Moshes. If so, we've got a theory of Ramea against Ramea. Answer the Gemara, Treta Nai Libid Ramea. Now, there were two. Two different Tanoim. One said Ramea says this, one says Ramea says that. Well, that steer is only a steer after what we've learned. It's a steer without mm. what we've learned anyway, isn't it? What do you mean? Because we, we've said that before, he said to Bainish Moshes. Yes, before yes, yes. So even, so, even without this. Even without it, yeah, because even if you say it definitely... We, we, could, have picked, we could have picked that up before we got to it. Exactly. Yeah. Bainish Moshes is whatever happens, it's before night. Is it a second before night or is it half an hour before night? That's the question mark. But it's definitely a different time because Ramea says, because his other shitter is when all people start, start their Friday night meal. Right? So when people start their Friday night meal, that everyone agrees, I've said to come. So either way, whichever way you want to learn, there's going to be a theory of Ramea against Ramea. So we say, Tretanoia, Alibid Ramea. Now we have Kashi Rebeleza to Rebeleza. Similarly, we've got Kashi Rebeleza against Rebeleza. Again, if we look at our sheet, the Mishnah says, if you look at the first mission of section A, this was Divir Revelezer, when Kainim who were Tommy can eat Shuma. In other words, say it's like a Chovin. Look at Bryson number three, section D, Bryson three, first one. Revelezer says when Shabbos comes in. Shabbos comes in, Benash Moshes. So again, Revelezer, on the one hand, the Mishnah says, say it's like a Chovin, and the Bryson says Benash Moshes is also a steerer. Answer Gemara, Tretanoi Lebed Revelezer. Okay, again, the same answers we had before, that Trey Tanai Alibid Rebeleza. That basically, again, the two different Tanai, and they argue of what Rebeleza says. The Ibois Amar, all you can answer as follows. Reisha la Rebeleza he. Now, let's go back to understand this. Let's just go back to our Mishnah. The Mishnah says as follows. Ma'emasai karna Shema Ba'arovin. When can you read Shema in the evening? Mishasha kanim nechlosim lechobotrimosim. Which is at night. Says a kachovim. And then it carries on, until when? Until the first watch, 
which we say is 10 o'clock at night, if you have from 6 to 6, and there's three watches, which we'll see them tomorrow later on, there's a dispute whether there's three or four watches, but there's three watches, 10 o'clock at night. Divrei Rebeleza, that's what Rebeleza says. Now, up to now we learned this is all part of what Rebeleza says. In other words, Rebeleza says, when can you read it from when Kainim can eat their Shema, i.e. say Kachovim, until 10 o'clock at night, all Divrei Rebeleza. Now, what the Gemara is saying is no, that's not correct. The first part of the Mishnah is an anonymous statement. It's an understand mission, it's an anonymous statement not stated by Rebeleza. That's nothing to do with Rebeleza. And Rebeleza would dispute it. Because Rebeleza says, Ben Ashmoshes when Shabbos comes in. What is the part that Rebeleza says in the Mishnah? He only did with Rebeleza. Rebeleza is only talking about when it finishes. The first part of the Mishnah where he says, when you can start, that is not Rebeleza at all. So that's the second answer. Okay. Now we start a new part of the Gemara. Outside Fashmar Rishana, we said that the um, either Rebeleza or Sam Mishnah, whatever it was, no, this Outside Fashmar Rishana is definitely Rebeleza. Rebeleza says you could say Outside Fashmar Rishana, which means, for those who weren't here last week, that we have a night, we take it at 6 in the evening till 6 in the morning. If they're assuming that there's three Mishmaras, and now the Gemara is going to discuss what a Mishmar is all about. You've got 6 till 10 is the first Mishnah, 10 p.m., 10 to 2, and 2 to 6. Now, so aside from Rishina, until the end of the first watch. First of all, Rashi says, the first watch means shifts of Malochim. In other words, between 6 and 10, there's a certain shift of Malochim who are saying, Shiraz Vesishvachas, the praises to Hashem. Then come a new lot in from 10 to 2, and a new lot in from 2 to 6. Now, the question is like this. Microsoft Rebeleza. What is Rebeleza's opinion regarding watches? Ikasov, because there's a machlokas, as we said afterwards, whether there are three watches or four watches at night. Ikasov Rosh Hashanah If Rebeleza of the opinion that the night consists of three watches, so how, how many hours would each watch be? Four hours. Lema ad al-Bashar. Let him say four. The Ikasov Rosh And if he goes according to the shitter that there's four watches at night, so then again, how many hours would there be? Three. Lema atsholoshos. Let him say three. In other words, why does Rebbe Lezer say the time that you can say Kriya Shema, why does he use Ashmuras, watches, say till three o'clock, or till for three hours, or for four hours? It would be much more simple, much more straightforward. So Rebbe Lezer is the opinion that there's three watches. And therefore, it's four hours. So from six till ten. Why doesn't he say for four hours? The reason why he says watches is to tell you something new. Similarly to what we had last time, we asked the question, why does the Mishnah start off about saying Kriya Shema is from when Kainim become Tomei? The Gemara asked, since that it says the Gachovim, let's just, uh, let's just say it'll say the So he said, in order to teach us something else. If you remember, he came to teach us that a kind of Tomei can still eat Truma even if he has to bring Korbonus the next day. So it comes to teach us something. Here as well, it comes to teach us something. The Hokomash Malom, what does it come and teach us? The Ikamishmoros Barokia, the Ikamishmoros Ba'ara. That there are watches in heaven, as we said, with the Malochim, and there are also watches on earth which are exactly the same. Right? Now, what we said is, so the night is divided into three, 
but they're things which happen on earth which tells you when these mishmaras start and finish. We'll see what they are. The Tanya, as we learned in the Brisa. Rebbeleza says, Sholosh mishmaras have our lilo. The night consists of three watches. And at each and every one of them, Akashpochu sits and roars like a lion. Right? At the moment, we don't know. Is this the beginning? Is the middle? Is it the end? We will see. Shinem, as it says in the Posuk. Now, this is a Posuk in Yermio, which says as follows Hashem imorem Yeshog, Hashem will roar from on high. Umimayim Kotcha Yitin Kailot. From his holy dwelling place, he will bring, bring his voice. And then the Posuk carries on. Again, Shayag Yishag al Noveyu. He will roar and roar over his dwelling place. Noveyu refers to the base of Migdosh. As we say every day in, um, in the Shira, Nehaltova Ozcho al Nevei Kudshecho. The word Nevei is base of Migdosh. So he's warring, really he's upset. Hashbokh is upset that the base of Migdosh had to be destroyed. That's what he's warring for. But how many times does it say in the Apostle of Shog, roaring? Three times. So therefore that tells us that during the night, there are three times that Hashbokh roars. The similar Zovo. Now, what is the sign down here in, 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 on earth that the, the, when the Mishmoras are in, in Shemayim? It's like this. Mishmoras Rishonah Chamanah. The first watch, a donkey brays. Shniyot Kolovin Saikim. The second watch, dogs bark. Shlishis Tinuk Yonik Mishdei Imai. The third watch, okay, the third watch, that is when a child feeds from his mother, the Ishom Mesaperis in Balor, and a woman speaks with her husband. Right? It doesn't say a husband speaks with his wife, because, <laughs> because the husband probably wants to stay asleep. He wants to sleep more than talk. The woman wants to talk more than the husband. You'll understand this eventually, boys, you know. So the question is like this, right? Oh, when are we talking about? All right, so we know that these three things happen in the three Mishmoras, but when? So now it carries on the Gemara. My Kachosha Rebeleza. What is Rebeleza saying with these signs? Itchilas Mishmaz Kachoshev. If he's saying the beginning of the watches. In other words, the beginning of the first watch is when the donkeys bray. The beginning of the second watch is when the dogs bark. And the third is when the child or the, or the woman speaks out and so on. Right? If you say that's the beginning. Why do I need a special sign? So, to identify the beginning of the first watch, or to he, it's when night falls, Rashi says, it says like a chobim, because you're starting off 6 to 6, so the beginning of the first watch is 6 o'clock, 6 p.m., that is when night is. So everyone knows, you can look out in the sky and you can see three stars, so you know that's night. So what do you need a simon down here of uh, donkeys braying to tell you that it's the first mishmah? You don't need it. East Saif Mishmar is Kachoshim, and if he's counting the end of the watches, Saif Mishmar Nachran Lomali Simna. The end of the last one, in other words, the 6 a.m. in the morning, which is the end of the last one, I also don't need Yomah here, it's when day, you can see, when, when day comes out. So what do I need a simon for that? Oh, so says the Gemara, and Achoshiv Saif Mishmar Rishonah. What we're saying is, when do the donkeys bray? At the end of the first Mishmar, i.e., what time is that? 10 o'clock. And the beginning of the last watch is what? Because what do we say happens in the last watch? 
the baby is feeding or the woman is speaking to her husband, which is a little bit, bit hard to understand because if we say at the beginning of the last watch, that's at 2 o'clock. You missed one. What? No, 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 one minute, one minute, we're coming to the middle one. But he says, no, the Tchilas Mishmar Rechreina, the last one we're talking, not at the end of it, but at the beginning, which is at 2 o'clock, which is hard because Rashi said, it, when we understood it before, we understood it at the end, that's when people are waking up, etc. But 2 o'clock in the morning, and the middle one, the Emsoyis, the Emsoyisa, and the middle of the middle one, the middle of the middle watch, that is when the dogs bark. So knock them off. So the morning comes along, sorry? 12 o'clock. 12 o'clock, exactly. And that's how we remember we said last week, we were talking about, so you remember you, um, Daniel, you asked about Chassad. That this is what I was quoting for this Gemara, because according to this answer, the middle of the middle is midnight, because you got from 10 to 2, and the middle is midnight, and that's when the dogs are barking. So if you haven't heard the dogs barking yet, then you know it's not yet Chassad. <coughs> So, so, again, so what we got, just to go over it again, you've got Taka, beginning of the first one, you don't need a simon. There's no simon at all. The, the first one, the simon is at the end, that's when the donkeys bray. The last one, you don't need at the end because it's day, so it, it, it's at the beginning, that's when the, uh, the baby um, feeds, etc. The Emsoyis, the Emsoyisa, and the middle of the middle one, which is 12 o'clock, that's when the dogs are barking. So those are the three simonim when the Mishmaras are, and it's at, at, at those moments that, that Hashem roars over the laugh of the base of Mikdosh. All the boys all you can answer, and this makes a lot more sense, but we're talking about the end. So we're talking about 10 o'clock, 2 o'clock, and 6 o'clock, all those things happen. And if you will say the last one, I don't need a simon, because you just look out the window and you see when it's night, when, it, when it's day. See, the answer is, the reason why we say it is, if somebody is sleeping in a dark house, there's no windows, so he doesn't know that it's day. So how will he know when to create? He doesn't know when is the right time to daven Krishna. Once this is the end, remember this is the end, six o'clock in the morning, which makes more sense. Once a woman speaks to her husband, and a child begins feeding from the mother, lake of victory, then he can get up for Krishna. Omar Rav Yitzhak Bashmuel says Rav Yitzhak Bashmuel Mishmeja Rav in the name of Rav, Sholosh Mishmoras Havi Halilo. The night consists of three watches, I'll call Mishma, Mishma, and, and, Every watch, Yashem Kadosh Baruch Hu Hakadosh Baruch Hu sits v'shaya kari, and he roars like a lion. But Ima, what does he say when he roars? What, what, what's he roaring for? He says, "Oil abonim woe to the children because of their averus I've destroyed my, the base of Megiddush and I've burnt it. and I've exiled them round in, in the nations of the world." Now, Mephoshim say, it seems to be a repetition. Hecharavtiyas Beisi and Saravtiyas Echoli seems to be the same. So he says like this, no, Hecharavtiyas Beisi means that Hashem took the Shechina away from the base of Mikdash. But Saravtiyas Echoli, that is the physical destruction of the base of Mikdash. Because Hashem would not destroy it unless the Shechina was taken away. Okay. Tanya, now a little story. 
traveling on the road. I went into one of the ruins of Yerushalayim in order to daven. Elio, who should be remembered for the good. We know whenever we say Elio, Rachman Yishlachlonis, Elio Novi is a Cholatov, and Agam Chavayna is a Cholatov, because some people say Chavayna was Elio, is always mentioned as Zocholatov, should be remembered for good. And because he came along, Elio Novi, with Shomali Ala Pesach, Achisiam Tetfilosi. He waited for me at the uh, entrance of the ruin until I finished davening. Omali, he said to me, Shalom Alecha Rebbe. Peace to you. In other words, he exchanged pleasantries. The Omati Eli, and I answered him, Shalom Alecha Rebbe Omari. Peace unto you, that Rebbe, my teacher, Omari, my master. The Omali, he said, Bani, my son. Why did you go into this ruin? Because by going into a, ru- a ruin, you're exposing yourself to sakona, to danger, which we shall see in a minute. The Gemara will explain what danger it is of going into a ruin. I said to him, in order to daven, for Omali, and he said to me, You should have done on the road and not gone into the ruin. And I said to him, the reason why I didn't daven on the road is because I was scared, I was nervous that people who were passing by on the road would interrupt me. So Omali said to me, You should have davened a Tfilakasora, a short prayer. Rashi says it's Havinenu. And Tosis concurs as well. Havinenu. We'll have that later on in Tfilakasora. Daf Kaftes talks about Havinenu. Havinenu is an abridged version of the Amida. So you should have, I appreciate that you couldn't daven the long Shemun so that's too long and you'd be nervous, people would be coming past, they might disturb you. So daven the short version. So, but as a shot, at that time, Lamanti Menushlosha Devorim, I learnt from Eliol three things. Lamanti, I learned, you should not go into a ruin. I learned also that you can daven on the road. But somebody who does daven on the road should say the abridged version, should say the Havinenu rather than the full Shemel Esra. But Omali, and Elior said to me... Ben, does that mean while you're actually moving? You do, while you're actually moving well, well, I mean, the thing is like this. It, it, I mean, he's talking about... You can stand in the street, yeah. right, and daven, and... In, cause, because you're worried people are going to pass by and interrupt you, your thing. Normally one would stand still for that because it's still, a, it's, it's like the Amida, but it's an abridged version of the Amida. If you can't, you can't. You know what I mean? Like there's certain, I, I know the, because um, I them say that if you're on a plane, for example, and you know, sometimes you see people make a million in the back of the plane, but very often, especially if you're in a small plane, you can't. And therefore, what they say is you don't have to get up and try to disturb everybody and make a minion, you know, especially if the people don't want to it. You dump it in your seat as the plane's going. So it's a similar idea here. You know, you, know, you do your best. The Omali, and he said to me, So what did you hear when you went into this ruin? What did you hear? Well, Martelai said to him, and this is why this Gemara is brought here, Shemati Baskol, I heard a sort of a voice from heaven, Shemana Hamas Kiyona, that was cooing like a dove, 
For I'm Meres, and it was saying, I love on him, Shabbat, same as basis we had before. Woe to the sound. Because of their Averas, I destroyed my house, the base of Medish, or the Rafti say, Holly, earned it, the Gleesim, the Bain Ummah, Ha'umas. And he exiled them amongst the nations of the world. Now it's interesting that here we find, before we said, it's Shaya Kari, Hakashbalku rules like a lion and says these and says these points about that, you know, I love on him that I've lost the the, the base of Medish has been destroyed. Here it says he coos like a dove. So I thought perhaps well, I, have to, I couldn't find anything on that, but I thought perhaps one could say as follows. Hakashbokho's got two middas. He's got middas din. In other words, if somebody's done an Avera, he's going to be punished. But he's got middas rachamim as well. Middas mercy. So therefore, the, why has he got middas din and middas rachamim? How does that apply here? Middas din has got to be applied because, as you know, the first base of Migdash was destroyed because of Gilar Roy, Shrikhatom, and Abadazara, and the second base of Migdash was because of Sin of Chilom. So, Klai Yisrael did things which were wrong, and therefore they've got to be punished. That's the Midas Adin, that's the Shaya Kari. However, he's also got Midas Rachamim, because the Shvoch who wants them to do Tshuva, and to be able to come back and build a, come to a new, a, a new base of Migdash. That's the Midas Rachamim. That is the Menachemes Kayana. Yana, we know, is a peace-loving creature, a quiet creature, and that perhaps represents the middle of the Rachamim, so you've got the middle of the Din and the middle of the Rachamim. Anyway, so Om Ali, Elior said to me, by your life and the life of your head, that was it a Shavuot's way, it's not only at this moment when you heard it, when you went into the ruin, that you heard this Baskal saying these things, but every day, the Akash says it three times. Okay, the end of the three watches, as the Gemara said above. And not only this, and the Bashoshi Yisrael Nechnot and Lebotic Knesset and Lebotic Midrashas, when Yisrael I'll go in, Lebotic Knesset, to the base Knesset, to the Shul, or Lebotic Midrashas, and to the base of Midrash, and the base of Knesset, its primary reason is for davening, and base of Midrash's primary reason is for learning. So I and they say, Yeheshme Hagodol Mavairach, Right, which is a translation into Hebrew of Yehoshmei Rabba. Hakudshbochu mananeh rosh of Omer. Hakudshbochu shakes his head, as it were, and he says, Ashrei Hamelach, happy is the king shemakalfonos to the base of Kach, who is praised this way in his house. And Rashi says, in his house, Ashrei Kolzman shei kolazer b'toch base of Migdosh. Mala then it means Hakudshbochu is upset. He doesn't want the base of Migdosh to be destroyed. He wants it to be rebuilt. He says, Mala la'am born of what can the father do as exiled his sons? He had to do it for a certain reason because they'd done a virus, but he, he's not happy about it. And woe to the sons have been exiled from their father's table. Now, I just want to point out here that Titus, we're not going to learn the Titus inside, but the Titus, the bottom Titus, talks as follows and says, why is it that Kaddish is said in Aramaic? And Rashi says, Masha Omrim Ha'olam, the Velt Zot. You know, the Velt. What does the Velt mean? You won't find anyone saying that in Oxford Street or in Regent Street. But the world of the yeshivas, you know, the Rabbonim, that's what they say. They give a reason. Because since it's a beautiful tefillah, the Kaddish, and if the Malochim would hear it and the Malochim don't understand Aramaic, the Malochim would become jealous of us such, that we're saying such a beautiful tefillah. Therefore, it said in the language in Aramaic because the Malachim don't understand. Don't understand Aramaic. So 
So Tosas disagreed completely with that reason. He says, I don't accept that. Because there are many, many beautiful tefillahs which are said in Hebrew. I mean, for example, you've got beautiful Nishmas. Nishmas, which is said, you know, every Shabbos and Yom and it's said, it's said in If you look through it, it's beautiful tefillah. It's not said in Aramaic, it's said in Hebrew. So therefore, Tosas said, I don't agree. He says, says, you know why the Kaddish is said in Aramaic? Is because the Gemara in Tosas says, Eina Olimiskayim, the world only exists, and the Asidra to Kedushta, that's the, the Kodesh Kodesh of Avodasir, and also by Yeheshmei Rabba to Bosa Agadasa, the Kaddish which is said after the person gives the drosha. Once the person gives the drosha, and after you hear Rebbe Hanani ben Akashim, etc., etc., and then you say a Kaddish, that Kaddish is said after a drosha, and he says at the time there might be people who came to a drosha who were not so learned, and therefore they didn't understand Hebrew, their Mamaloshim was uh, Aramaic, and therefore that's why it was said in Aramaic. It reminds me of a joke, you know, there's, there's, there's a halacha in, in Shulchan Aruch, that part's not a joke, there's <laughs> you shouldn't say too many Kadeshim. you just say, you say a Kaddish, whatever, you know. So, apparently there was once a person who was running from one minion to the next, in other words, and he finished Shachwit in one place, he said all the Kadesh, and then he ran to another minion the same one. So somebody said to him, you know, it says, La Yarav Kadesh, we don't have to say so many Kadesh. He says, so the man says, what you're telling me, is that a din? Or is that a minig? He says, no, that's a din. In that case, Rabbi Hananiah ben Akash, Ami, Yitzchadal, Yitzchadal, etc. But, the, the, the Ramah actually in, in, in Yorizei, Hilchas Avedas, Shin Ayn Vav, he quotes the Kolbai and the Azerua, and it's brought also in the Medrash Tanchum and Pashas Nayach, that why was the Kaddish, you've got a Kaddish Yotham, I mean the Kaddish is, is a special tefillah for the, for the Neshama of a departed person. This was actually originally set up for children, because there was a famous story as follows, Rebbe Kiva, he once saw somebody walking around, he looked very, very odd. He said he had his complexion as black as coal and he was carrying things on his head. He was carrying wood on his head. So Rabbi Kiva said to him, what are you doing? He says, I am, I am a dead person and I've been sent down here to collect wood. I have to go to bring this wood back and I'm going to be burnt in Gehenna with this wood. So he said to him, he said, well, what did you do in your lifetime? He was trying to understand what this person done so wrong that he's okay. He said I was a tax collector, right? Not like nowadays, you know, the, the head of HMRC leaves two years early and gets a two million pounds uh, pension. But what he said was, you see, in those days, he said, I favoured the rich and I oppressed the poor. So I was, it was very wrong what, what, what I actually did. So Rabbi Kiva said to him, have you heard, that, is there any way out of this? Is there anything that you can do to, that you don't carry on? this way. He said, yeah, I've heard that if my son says Kaddish, that will, uh, that will take away the Gehenna from me. And the story goes that Rabbi Akiva, he, he hunted him down. Imagine it wasn't easy to find, no computers in those days. He had to try and hunt him down and find him. And he found the son and he taught him Kaddish. And the son said Kaddish. And that night, this man appeared to Rabbi Akiva in a dream and he said, thank you very much, you've taken me away from Gehenna because of this Kaddish. And that's the reason why Kaddish was established for people, it was really made for children who can't daven at the Omud, that they could say Kaddish 
Iluya Nishmas, a parent who ever ever had departed. But then he, from there it came on was that everybody says Kaddish. Okay. We'll carry on. Now, we, we, we sort of said, we had this story that Eliyar Novi came along and said, you shouldn't have gone into the Chorba, you shouldn't have gone into the ruin. Why not? So there are three reasons. Because of suspicion that you might go there, it's, an off, it's, sort of, it's not in the public, it's a bit in a hidden place, so you might be going there to meet a woman for immoral purposes. That's one reason. Because it might collapse. Or because of the evil spirits. Evil spirits, we don't really understand exactly, you know, what it is. I must tell you, about 19 years ago now, I wasn't very well. And I was in hospital, I was in a coma. And apparently, unbeknownst to me, a lady came along, big Sudeikis, I can tell you even who she is. You know Rabbi Gluck, who owns Parkway? His mother came along, I don't think she's alive anymore now, and she says that she has a Kabbalah that she can take, if somebody is ill, we can take away the iron horror by rubbing water onto somebody's forehead and saying various psukim. So she did that apparently when I was in a coma. And when she phoned me up when, after I came home and she said, I don't think it worked when I did it on you in the hospital because there was a lot of scepticism in the room. There were people who, who were mocking it or didn't really sort of uh, agree with it, whatever it was. So she'd like to do it again. So by that time I was, I was out of the coma. So I asked Robert Feldman, I said, should I, should I allow her to do this again? What do you think? He says, you've come to the wrong man. <laughs> you know, he, he didn't deal with things like that. In any case, I said to him, apparently she's claimed now this is a direct Kabbalah from the Chassam Cipher. <coughs> and the Chassam Cipher taught it to one generation, taught that, and, and it was taught to her. Jeez. So Rabbi Feldman said, in that case, I'll take my hat off to it. What? I take my hat off to it. You, yeah, Rabbi Feldman. Yeah. When he first he said, I'm the wrong man to discuss these sort of heavenly things, I'm not, the, you know, don't... But oh, when I told him from the Chassam Cipher, he said, in that case, I'll take my hat off. I'm mentioning that because we're going to have now, we're going to learn a more about Mazikim, evil spirits. I don't lay, I claim to know what evil spirits are. But if Rabbi Feldman can also say he doesn't know about evil spirits, I came to the wrong man, at Kavachimer I can say that. Anyway, let's go. The Gemara carries on. Bnei Chashad. Now, Rashi explains what the Gemara is saying here. The Gemara is saying that like this, we have got three reasons why you shouldn't go into a ruin. Either because people will suspect you're going in there for immoral purposes, or because the walls may fall in, or because of the evil spirit. Now, what Rashi says is, why do we need to mention three reasons on one thing? There's one thing, not going into the Chorba. Why do I have to mention three reasons? The answer is, because there must be situations where, where only one reason applies, and the other two don't apply. So now, now the Gemara is going to explain that. Mechashad, the typical name is Mapolis. Say it's because of Mapolis, because of the danger of collapse. Why do you have to mention the additional reason of Chashad, of suspicion? The answer Gemara is Bechadati. We're talking about a new structure. Now, when you have a new structure, Rashi explains, you've got a new building. It might be a ruin, no one's there, thing, but it, it, it's a new building. If it's a new building, and a little bit of it falls in, then you can assume that the rest of the building is sound, because it's new. So the fact that a little bit fell in, 
means there's a flaw in that part of the war, but you can assume that everything else is okay. So therefore, Mapolis doesn't apply. Because we asked, what about Mapolis? No, Mapolis doesn't apply in a case where it's new. But let's say it's because of Mazikin. In other words, right, you still, why do you have to say Hashav? What about Mazikin? The answer is betray. We're talking about two people. As the Gemara will explain on, uh, later on, that when do we say evil spirits apply in a ruin? Only with one person. When there's two people, it doesn't. So if there's two people here, then there's no worry about Mazikin. There's also no worry about Mapolis, about the wall falling in, because Bechadati, it's a new building. So the only reason there is Chashad. Ask Gemara, betray. So we say we betray. E betray, Chashad Namileka. Hang on a minute. How can you say we've only got the one reason of Chashad, of suspicion that the person's going in for immoral reasons? Now the mission in Kedushin, that pays hell's out, talking all about the deen in there of Yichud, that if you've got two men, with one woman, it's okay, because one man is not going to do anything immoral, he'll be embarrassed in front of the other man. So if you say betray their two people, then suspicion doesn't apply either, Chashad doesn't. Answer the Gemara, he betray Chashad Namileka, betray or preach it. Now we're talking about two men of low moral character, the Machlokes are showing exactly what that means, but then we, if somebody's a low moral character, then even if there's ten men with one woman, we still suspect, it, you know, it, it, you can't have yichud, you can only have yichud of two if they're treik, sheiri, they're upright people. If they're not, then it's... Not. So then we go on to the next one, mipnei because of a ruin, what about the other two? So we answer the treik, sheiri. You're talking about two men of good character, and they go to ruin together. Now, since they're two, we don't have to worry about Mazikin. And since they have good character, we don't have to worry about Hashat. Therefore, what's the only one left? Mapilas. Okay. Um, right, we've got one more minute. Says the Gemara, Mazikin, because of Mazikin, the, the, the um, fear of spirit, evil spirits, take them in Hashat and What about the other two? The answer is, Bechor Vachadati Vachay Vachshari. You've got a case of a new one, right? A new one which means you don't have to worry about my pilot. Or betray, you don't have to worry, um, you don't have to worry about Mazikin. Or Kshayra, you don't have to worry about Hashad. So it says, ask the Gemara, you betray Mazikin, Namileka. Hang on a minute. We're trying to find a case where there's only, only Mazikin applies, only evil spirits. But if there are two people, there's not evil spirits. And the Gemara, Eboy's Ema, Bim Kaiman Chashinon, says Rashi, Bimokshem, Mitsuya, Tadeh Chashinon, Bin Abitrei. When do we say that if one person goes in, he can be attacked by evil spirits? That's in an ordinary place. But if you're in a place where there are regularly evil spirits, then even if two go in, it can, they can still attack. The Eboy's Ema, and we'll do this last bit, Eboy's Ema, the Olam Bachad. Actually, you can talk about only one. And what we're talking about now, it's in a new place, so therefore there's no worry about my pilot. There's also, um, no worry about hashad, about immoral. Why? Because the koi 
is the ruin is located in the field. The Hosem Mishum Chashav Lekah, there's no concern for suspicion. A woman is not commonly found in the field, right? And so we said there's no danger of collapse because it's a new building. So what's left? Only one thing, Mazik in the evil spirit, because it's one. The Rambam actually paskins that you can't dabble in a chover, in the ruin. And the Lecha Mishnah asks the following question and says, from our sugya, it's much more you can't even go into it, let alone dabble. Why does it just say you can't dabble? So it says, no, obviously you can't go in, but you might have thought that if you go, if you dabble, the dabbling will protect you from anything bad in the ruin, Kamash Malon, you can't even dabble there either. From then what dabbling occurs from? <laughs> That's it. We'll leave it there.